Happy Thanksgiving, DC. It's your dame, Nini Paris. What are you bringing for dinner? My coconut. You can put them in your mouth. Right now, it's ready. Right now, it's ready. <laughs> Sounds delicious. And this is Wait, Don't Do Bone It. Coconuts. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The Thanksgiving edition, y'all, where we tell y'all to don't celebrate a white holiday filled with pilgrimage, uh, killing of Native people, and um, terrible capitalistic Black Friday shopping. But we should be grateful. But you said, we, we're not saying don't have your turkey and stuff in there. Have that. Eat your food. I actually do not eat turkey or ham. So Thanksgiving for me is just a boot, number one. Um, yeah, no, I fully understand that you are anti anything that's not like Wingstop and uh, 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 according, to that? Morning, uh, <laughs> according to this morning, Bojangles. <laughs> oh, they make McDonald's, first of all. <laughs> oh, even worse. I mean, you're comfort. Uh, before we go further, we go further into the episode. I just want to make it clear that we are shooting in location right now. You know, it's Thanksgiving break. So Nunu is in a tight schedule. Uh, so we don't have, and I, 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 my microphone is at her place. So I, if I sound like I'm underwater right now, um, it's Nunu's fault. Yeah, we um, are so blessed to be booked for campaigns. And we are so busy nowadays, whether we're out of the country or again on location, we are making content for you at home. But before I get into like gratitude and Thanksgiving and stuff, I have to talk about one topic, which is going to rattle some cages. Ooh, ooh. Is it Pete, Pete Davidson? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. First of all, I can talk about Pete Davidson all the time. My favorite Scorpio. Oh my gosh. Uh, everyone's like, it, uh, there's a Pete Davidson TikTok right now where like, the side of TikTok where everyone's like, wow, he's daddy. Like how everyone was like- He's like so hot, him. right? No, no, <laughs> like, no. Like, honestly, he would have to have the the big dick that Ariana he Grande said he had. He does it. He said he do- he actually does. He, do- it. he does. Oh, you believe it now? I, I I know. I know his dick is big. I know his dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, who, who said that? Tiffany New York Pollard. I know his dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm definitely here for Kim and Pete Davidson. I'm here for anyone that's not Ariana and Pete Davidson, honestly. Um. Yeah, so everyone's sipping him like they did for Jack Harlow. And I'm like, when are we, like, it's like we're, like, <sighs> down with white supremacy and white savior this, but we are fully after the ones that are awkward, weird, and hang out with gay people. Yeah, yeah, they're cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's not even the so topic. What are we grateful for? That's not even the topic. That's the worst part. <laughs> I wanted to talk about... Um, I really want to address my women. So for those of you who identify as women and for those of you who identify as straight, we need to have a conversation. Um, I a Conversation on Zeus Network. On Zeus Network, because I really woke up from the dead and y'all are really not that girl. Um, oh my God. <laughs> are we going against our large woman population? No, no, no. This is, not, this is not reading. This is me... I want to help you. I want more for you because when myself and Rafi are having conversations with y'all, especially around like dating and men, I'm just not sure y'all really, really want a man. 
Oh, our relationship is that. Um, <laughs> shake the table, girl. That's right off the gate. I really want to have this conversation because I, I'm, I'm noticing like the toxic culture that is straight people. Um, usually we don't address straight people because, you know, unlike Dave Chappelle, I don't spend an hour talking about someone that has nothing to do with me. But like we, especially now the Insecure is back, right? Like, did you see the latest episode? Um, I, did, I did. And wow. I'm sorry, but this season is just not giving. It's making y'all look goofy. (laughs) There are moments, there are moments in this episode where I'm like, oh, like funny, Issa's funny. But overall, her decision-making is not mine. And I'm just, and again, maybe it's my male privilege where, again, we have two different experiences and how we're socialized, but I just do not understand where the story is going, honestly. I don't understand where the straight women culture is going because, you know, as all the shade room comments will, you know, attest to, it's hard to find a man. At this point, you're not finding a man who isn't married or isn't or single. He's going to have kids, a couple kids. He may or may not have a job. He may or may not be able to provide you with financial stability <laughs> or security in the future. So, like, you know, it's it's really it's really taking L's at this point. It's the the bar is set so low. But then for a character like Issa to be like, I'm gonna leave this man I invested for five years now that he has money and go with like a barber. Okay, I want everyone. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. I want everyone to understand that. No, this is so toxic. You're being toxic. Let me just okay, rewind no, it back. Can you, can you put a wig on if you're going to talk about women's stuff? Because right now it's just giving pure misogyny. It's um, not that. Oh, Sigourney. Sigourney. You say Sigourney. giving misogynist. Oh, my God. How is it misogynistic for me to want more? Uh, first of all, you're talking about wanting more for them with a partner. So I'm just like, they okay with being single. First well, of all. But- <laughs> I should know, right? I should know. I have the expertise. Yeah, okay, okay, no. Let me tell you how to dip on People calling, the, you're setting, you're adding your feelings to that fire because honestly, you just said it. We have to, we have to, like, you invested time into a man. First of all, men are not investments. Men are not households. Men is not a house. You can trade that shit back in. You're, ooh, you telling ooh, me, ooh. Are you telling me that be just because she's been five years with this man, no matter if they went to different ways, they both want different things. Um, I'm not, by the way, that's not what I was talking about with Insecure, so don't, don't entangle me with this storyline. Um, and no, I do not believe that just because you've been together over 10 years, I understand that you can work past certain things and you can work past certain things if it like it's because you've been together for so long, but if that's not the only reason to be together for with somebody. No, and, I and agree. I, I fully agree. Make it clear. You, you, no, yeah, you should not be with someone just to be with someone. I'm just saying in this show context specifically, it seemed like they wanted to be together. And the only obstacle was, you know, really the baby and his original not having a job. But, you know, he got all that. Like, so to me, you are working hard for that girl. That's yours. That's your buddy, bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be damned I if I see another chick on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Don't speak to me. Speak I to Beyonce, know. girl. Beyonce has <laughs> rattled some cages with y'all. Really? House? making bitches <laughs> and i don't like it you know what i'm not keeping beyond i'm not part of the behind anymore because i'm confused with the narrative um no i want everyone to understand like i said 
you cannot view your man as an investment for your future. You cannot do that. Where did this episode go? I'm so confused. No. This is the Messiest Podcast. Hey, everyone. DC's Messiest Podcast here. Um, no, uh, I really want to just def- uh, re- redirect the conversation because as someone who's single and solidly single and I stand with my 10 toes single, I want everyone to understand that I'm watching what, what I do see in and with women and I do see in gay men and I see it with everyone, honestly, straight men included. But what I notice is that people will just settle with someone because they don't feel like they can get anything better because the bar is so low with men because they want to, they don't want to date anymore. I understand that feeling. I want my thing is though it's not only that the bar is so low because again i don't think the bar should be low let's be clear i think for who you are who you identify as there should be a a a high bar or an appropriate bar in general but what i'm talking about the straight women culture is that i feel like a lot of women of color specifically i'm not you know i'm not talking about white women right now i'm talking about women of Mm -hmm. color black women latina Mm -hmm. women you know, there's this expectation still that, you know, a man is supposed to take you out and pay for everything. Like, I literally heard a quote today saying, like, why would I go out with you if I have to pay? Like, I'm not trying to pay for nothing no more. And like, that is the mindset to me that make it like increasingly toxic because no matter what relationship is, it should just be a partnership at this point, right? Like, I feel like the um, gays kind of do that a little bit better, maybe. No, I, I do think, and I will say that that is toxic. I do think, and we talked about this on the phone, and I have no problem in saying this, because if, if you're going to feed into this toxic, misogynistic thing where you think the man needs to pay for everything for you, then all I got to say is that our generation is not built for that. <laughs> because I don't see women nowadays cooking and cleaning and doing all that. Can you even really be a feminist and have that idea, which another route no. How Can you no. honestly call yourself a feminist and then expect a man to pay for you do i think because women have to put it like do more like put wigs on or put makeup on or like do the whole nine be in heels do i think men should open the doors for them do i think that their partners should be there for them i think definitely 100 percent. but 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 is the treated as a princess trope i i again is that is that done um, is what do you mean? Is it done? Because everyone wants to be treated like a princess, right? Which means being taken care of, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to just say, like, it's supposed to be about mutual support and beneficial. Like, I think we both should be going half on stuff, which again, I feel like happens a lot more in maybe same sex couples, which I think is kind of should be the standard. Um, just because women know women best and men know men best, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like we know what we like, so it's not a lot of extra, you know, it's not a lot of extra confusion with it. Like women and men really don't get each other. Men don't understand anything about the world, y'all. Um, that is a fact. That is a one hundred percent fact. And and the fact of the matter is that straight people talk speak two different languages, and they're on different pages consistently. And I feel like I have to like I have to continually, um, like remind friends of mine that are women that like. It's like if a man is disinterested in you or if, if it goes from being hot to cold, hot to cold, it is not you. It is the man. It is Period. the man. It, it, is, it is not anything that you did. You could not have changed anything. 
Because a man that is doing that to you is not seeing you as a full human being because he's not thinking about your emotions. So, you know, you're, he's already told you adult, no answers from what I've already realized in my journey with dating. A non-answer is, an, is the answer. And it doesn't matter why that's the answer because that's what holds us back is why is that the answer? Why, why did he have to end it like that? Why did he have to do this? At the end of the day, that will, that will never it, right. it, it will never make sense. It will never fully give you that closure that you needed because at the end of the day, you started a single and then at the end of the day, no matter why he did that, what he did, it's still going to hurt you. So just now, I think where we have to be is expectation management. And we all know the warning side, the red flags with men. Um, if you ask him like, oh, where are we going? And, you know, I just want to be like, no, they're on the same page. And he gives you like some gaslighting answer where like, no, you tell me. And I'm going, I'm just following your pace. Men do not work that way. They only follow women. They only say they're listening to the woman or following the woman when they don't want to be held accountable for their situation. And that's a fact. I think so, you should be able to go through their phone. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Everyone, you know, is entitled to their own privacy at this point. I mean, even in a relationship, I, I think. Um, but it's 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 we have to get past superficial things, you know. We can't be like, oh my god, he couldn't afford a bottle in the club. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, we can't. Not, these are stupid yeah. things. Like, is that's that going to help you raise a kid together? Is that going to help yes. you in the house? Like, what? What is? What are we doing here? But then that also speaks to, again, I see a lot of things that people think, like, a child is going to bring me the love I need. The child is going to bring, uh, a, like, me a certain kind of happiness. And I really want people to remember that you're always going to be thinking about yourself, even before that child sometimes, I think. And like, you always want to be loved by a, par- a partner, you're mutual, you're contemporary. And uh, I just noticed that a lot of people like have, like they aren't thinking about the child that they're raising with this person. They're just focused on settling down with this person and doing what they need to do and not being alone with this person. They're not thinking about that person being a father and they're not thinking about that person being uh, a, uh, like a, a person for their parent or like a person that adds value to them. They're just thinking about themselves. And I think that people, that, that's the narrative we need to switch because we're introducing p- children to these worlds where the parents are not coming eye to eye. You are so dragging Adele true. right now. You are dragging Adele. I Ooh. mean. Ooh. Since I y'all want to call it out, um, I think 30 was a cool sounding album, but at the end of the day, like, what are we rewarding here? Are we rewarding a straight white woman saying, oh my God, I got married really young to a guy like I really didn't know that much about. We had a kid, like now we're not together. And it happens all the time. But It, <laughs> it happens, happens all the time, time, but we shouldn't be doing this. So, it shouldn't be Taylor's version and, every and, day. And, 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 she, and, and, and again, she is letting y'all know that is not, you know, that's not the move, y'all. We can't she going to do that. it again? You just are really anti-adult right now after the whole, you know, no anti-Adele. Um, I love Adele. I legitimately watch Adele videos on TikTok all the time because I'm obsessed with her and I love her personality. I just thought the subject matter was like, dang. I, it's no lemonade, girl. This is self-inflicted, girl. Lulu is just really happy that she's in a relationship right now and oh we're going to... Here you go. Here you go again. Lulu is just really happy to be in a relationship. you all... Really want to find love? I suggest downloading Bumble and just checking out that app. Honestly, I think it's a really yeah. Um, I, I 
I've actually been on Bumble recently, and I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been talking to way more engaging people than I have talked to on, 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 on Tinder, and that's a fact. Um, but we'll see where, where things are going. You know, I, I'm, I, it's funny. I always think I know every gay possible in DC, and then I open a new app, and I'm getting matches with a bunch of people that I've never even met before. You buzz, know, buzz, honeybees. So after we got into that toxic tangent, uh, before we move on to Thanksgiving, I just want to, uh, you know, circle back and in conclusion, uh, we were not, I hope that no one was offended by that real talk, I feel like, because we knew at some points we're a little, you know, shape-shifty. But and the, and the, at the end of the day, I think that what we need to take away from is that men should not be seen as an investment, first of all. Uh, and again, don't be afraid. I, I can't co-sign that, y'all. I think a relationship, no matter who you're with, is an investment. You're investing in your future. One hundred percent. But it, again, that's like investing in a failing, in a failing three. Like, oof. Drag my old job. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Um, no, it's like investing in a really fail in a failing company. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to invest in a in a shrinking tank? No. So yes, a, a relationship should be an investment. But again, a, a time is not the investment. The love is the investment. I agree. The, okay. <laughs> so <I'll just> call <laughs> with the investment. But the time doesn't doesn't matter if you've been with ten person for, for person for ten years, eight years. If the person is not fulfilling you, they're never going to fulfill you. And that is just a, okay, okay, Ooh. okay, okay, okay. Because okay. you can't like, raise a man. Okay, like like K. Michelle said. First of all, K. Michelle, well, you sent me that video of her dragging Rashida. <laughs> <laughs> her husband's a girl. <laughs> yes, I think we have to, women, we have to support each other. Okay, y'all, for real, for real. Um, I do want to go. <laughs> I have to drag women for an hour. <laughs> um, I do want to also just shout out Sigourney Beaver. Um, I, if you're not on the newest season of Dragula, hosted by the Boulet Brothers, there is an AFAB queen, someone cisgendered by the name of Sigourney Beaver, and she has been getting a lot of interesting misogyny, quote unquote, um, because it is people that people hate her. And I had, um, you know, uh, someone I know discussed how like they thought AFAB queens were like appropriating gay culture or queer culture. What do you think? I think that's, I, okay. Men. Okay. First of all, I want to make it very clear that because I'm going to be very intersectional first and then branch it out because black women cis women even i would say black cis women and like you know afro latina cis women have contributed so much to gay culture i do believe that they have a right to do drag 100 they're part of the queer umbrella um i think it's misogynistic to not think that we relate in in so many aspects in in our in our search to be with i'm talking about cis straight women and obviously, uh, say straight women, um, that they're obviously part of the queer umbrella. They're, they're somewhere in there. And I think it's crazy that we, and it's, an aspect with a white woman like Sigourney, who literally 
has the painting skills. She does so much of the, she brings the work. I understand if she was literally doing pretty girl makeup and just doing here and there a little willy nilly. No, this woman is crafty, does her own things and is a performer, which no offense, but a woman performing in a male dominant field, sometimes they shrink themselves. And so Courtney right. Beaver has not done that. And I just think it's very misogynistic that I'm the way that all, most of the cast members reacted to her and how I've heard and seen people react to her in person. I just think it's like, we're really eliminating the fact that women do drag period because there's drag kings. And then there's no reason why if a woman wants to do drag, she has to do drag king makeup. You know what I'm saying? Right, I right. I think that drag is for everyone because it's an art form. And I definitely can see the perspective that maybe a cis, especially a cis white straight woman could, you know, come into that space to bring a lot of privilege. But since most of the performers who are cis or assigned female birth um, who perform in spaces that are typically more queer, um, I, I definitely don't think it's an issue. And I feel like it gives like turf behavior, like the whole like gatekeeping kind Very of gatekeeping. mindset. But it's also just like, but it just, it, let's reiterate like how toxic sometimes gays are because we like, we're envious of women a lot of the time we're in the early years. Because they always got to, you know, experience love with men or like they got to experience their femininity right. in ways that we couldn't. And so I think that envy is trickling down into the drag community where they're like, no, this is our time to do this. Like y'all have beauty pageants and all that. And I just think it's very gatekeepy. And it's like, it's it just takes out from the queer umbrella. It's, especially if Sigourney, is, is, is Sigourney a straight woman or is she queer? I believe That's she's that. queer. And so like, you really, a queer, drag belongs to everyone, especially... It, under the queer umbrella and so i just think that the argument is preposterous so honestly let's let's be real here who are, who's your top three for dragula and this is the hardest top three honestly and th- if you are not watching dragula and you don't know what this is this is the drag performance um like mostly sewing competition this season uh competition on shutter it's a streaming service on shutter it's a horror streaming service and it is uh hosted by the boule brothers who are two uh, uh, circuit drag queens that have been in the party scene for a while, especially in- They're a happy couple for you bitches. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, my top three for Dragula is Sigourney Beaver, uh, it is Saint. And it's gonna surprise Ooh. you, but I just really have a thing for Zavaletta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and god so, funny you said that. so that is my top three i think they all represent very necessary um styles of drag and representation so either way we found me um i mean if i said okay because all of them are so strong all of them are so strong like i think this is probably the strongest top four that i've seen in a reality competition show because i really do love so many of the queens, but if I had to choose my top, it would be somewhere between, again, Sigourney, Saints. Um, and I was, uh, from the start, I was always going to be team Dolly because I love Dolly uh, for many reasons. But I also, Zavaleta is definitely won the season for me with how funny she is, with how like entertaining, but also she's so many sides. Like you find out in this episode that we just watched that she's she's a teacher, like a kindergarten teacher. 
And I think that's so like funny and like ironic in so many ways. You remember when um, Jade on Mary's model was like, my dream career is being a kindergarten teacher. I just love kids. Being like a full bitch on yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I, uh, but so that's my top three too, actually, is like Zavaleta. I love Zavaleta. I think that I think she, she represents is... something important for the Latino community too. Yeah. That for yes. drag race, and this is not to take away from anyone who's won drag race, but to have a winner who may not speak English as their first language on any kind of drag show is very important. And we haven't really had that yet yes. at all, ever in and the history. What I'm so proud <laughs> is from Zavaleta, and it's so hard for people that don't speak this word language. She did not let people like talk down to her or make her feel stupid because English is her second language. And I think Drag Race has that hostility towards people like that, where you always saw like the people, like the Puerto Rican queens being looked down upon because they didn't speak English. Oh, they're they're dumb. They don't have a lot of references. No, these queens have so many references because they have their own culture, but their culture sometimes almost shadow banned for lack of better words in these spaces so i really do appreciate that um that the blue a brothers have brought challenges that really allowed double to give different twists like cow the cowboy challenge where she was a vaquero that was so fierce and so like and she won that one and she was rewarded for that and so i'm just obsessed with dragula too and i think that this has been probably the strongest season for sure of the whole competition but like as far as like drag competition top fours i just really am like i've never been chef's kiss to so many people and i'd be okay with all like with four of those people winning but truly, truly, um, truly yeah. so another another tangent but we are in ending the month of november which is a very hard month for me um, mostly because it's Scorpio season, but also for people around the world, you know, here in America, we, most of our states participate in daylight savings time. So it came to an end, which means the lights are just gone. <laughs> it feels like and seasonal affective disorder is in full effect for so many people now that the, the time has, has changed. Has that affected you in any way? Just like it being dark so early? Seasonal depression, I don't think, has ever played... Maybe sometime in the earlier years has played into the thing. But as I got older, this year, I would say, was definitely the first time. And I think maybe because I had a smoother transition to it because I was in El Salvador during it. Yeah. I have not felt the depression as much. I'm actually okay with it getting a little darker early. I'm just, again, maybe it's just me getting older. But I just I haven't really felt the seasonal depression this year. I have felt depressed uh, around the winter time before. But why would you say that this is a hard time for you? I just think that as a Gemini, Scorpio season is, you know, my, my opposite. Its it, it purpose is to ruin me. Let's be clear. <laughs> um, everything, if I recount, everything negative or dramatic that's happened in my life has happened around the same season. So it's it's very interesting how, you know, things align and connect, especially, you know, when you're um, in an age range where Saturn supposedly is is changing a lot of things in your life. But um, mostly, I would say, it's just everything has been so piling up between being an educator in this country, which if you're watching any TikTok videos, you know, kids are wild, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can kind of see it. having to balance being, you know, the hardest working drag queen in the city 
while having a full-time job is also like super hard. Um, <laughs> Can you allow the drag queens in DC just wipe the shit off their face because you just took one on them? Oh my god, that's not shades of them. That's not shades of them at all. You guys know they don't have 40 jobs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, let me tell you about my coconuts. <laughs> Your coconuts, you really could put them anywhere, honey. You... <laughs> no, this is no shade. Obviously, I am uh, limited in my drag, so it, it is, is really reflecting on this type of year. So, essentially, my partner became sick with the flu which is a lot more cumbersome than people realize nowadays, because if you go to a doctor, they don't know if it's COVID or not. So then you have to be tested and quarantined for days, even though it's just the flu. And it's, it's a lot more panicked in the medical field nowadays, which causes additional stress. And I was just triggered by having to be a caregiver. Um, my partner, luckily, of course, recovered in, you know, a four or five days. But like that whole time was just traumatic because it reminded me of when I was a caregiver for my own father who did, um, who was disabled and ha had suffered from issues with having a brain tumor. And he passed in November as well because everything happens to me in November. So being like face to face with it and being like right in it, even though it's been two, it's been two years, I really didn't imagine it to be such a like intense experience of like emotion. So it made me feel unmotivated. It made me feel like isolating. It made me feel like, I remember it was, shocking because I felt like my faith was being tested and obviously like I'm not religious so I don't mean faith as in like God but just my faith in the idea that things get better and that was just really really scary to me but in the season of Thanksgiving and being grateful I am super grateful for my support system I had so many people reach out and check up on me and I do have many outlets to uh, share when I do feel the need to be vulnerable and be emotional which is very very rare because i'm the iciest mm -hmm. queen in the city <laughs> okay that's true <laughs> that is true <laughs> but no i can imagine how uh, stressful that could be and adding i think especially as we get older now these emotions become more i think real because we start looking at our own minds and how different we've been feeling over the course of like you know this I don't think people realize in college and in high school that when you get to feel your life, when you see flight, when life is happening around you, you really just have your life in school, right? You don't have bills. You don't have like nothing adding stakes to that. Right. That's the good But era. when you are, when you are out in your lives, in your late, in your late, I was about to say late 30s, late 20s, <laughs> don't, early don't 30s. Expose yourself, girl. I'm speaking on your behalf, mama. <laughs> um, She's 25. Um, when you don't have the option to, uh, to you know, when you, when, you have, when you have the option just to turn off and you have to keep working 40 hours and like deal with life, it's not easy. And I can imagine how stressful that might have been. But now that you're about to head home, spend time with your mom, how's that kind of elevated your spirit? 
Um, you know, I think that it definitely hasn't, but <laughs> I do think that regardless if I feel like going home, because I felt, you know, I wonder if you all out there relate, but I have felt like, you know, a lot of us millennials have been like, I don't want to go home. I don't want to travel. Most people I know are just staying kind of here in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess because life has just been a lot, right? Since the pandemic is not over, but since we've had to like return and everything, um, so for me, I'm just grateful. It's all the small reminders, as Tanache would say. So I'm going to spend as much time I can with people while they're still on earth and they're still around, you know, regardless of how I feel. Mm-hmm. I just think that's what's best and what fulfills me personally. I think, at least for me, I saw my parents when I got to go to El Salvador. I think that if I didn't go to El Salvador, I'd probably definitely be going home. But I saw my mom, I saw my dad, and I'm about to see them for Christmas with all my family. And I, even though I like having the house to myself with them, because <laughs> I, I, I kind of had seven years of being an only child, because my sister had moved out by then. Right. Um, I definitely just, I right now, like, things are so crazy and uh, life is coming at us so quickly, I think, especially since we're becoming 30 and we're seeing that we're like more, when we go home now, it's more response, right? There's more responsibility. There's more like, I think, do you feel like sometimes your parents look at you like, okay, wh- what are you building, right? What are you building? Wh- where's your future at? Or no? Um, you know, of course, the like, scary part about getting older is just seeing your parents age. You know, yes, and, and realize that they're like human, and you're like, oh my god, like I'm actually seeing it. Like you know, there's a time in your life where they just look the same forever. You know what I mean? Yes. And yes. then you're like, oh wait, no, they're aging. Especially when you don't live at home. Uh, the true blessing for a lot of people, I don't think they realize, is that living near your parents is such a blessing. And I would love my parents to be like living here and living close to me, just because it would be a lot of peace of mind and I would like these small reminders of them getting older wouldn't be so drastic every time but uh you know it's life life that's another thing like when relationships come to term I think that um what I notice is I think that people do you feel like some people don't move because they don't want to leave their family and and what do you think about that kind of thing is yes. that what the, it's hard. I mean, you have to th- definitely look at your situation because I feel that that's something that I struggle with. I didn't want to move as far as way as even DC originally because when my dad was alive, I just I just didn't want anything to happen and I was too far away. So it kind of just made me feel like I couldn't go as far as like a New York or California. Um, yep. But at the same time, you know, it depends on your situation. So if you're able to have the financial means to be like, I can live anywhere and then hop on a plane if I have to, you know, that is yeah. what I would suggest. I think you should definitely live your life because you, you only get one life, but you're the only one that can live it. So even though things are going on, you still have to take care of you and do what's best for you. Um, uh-huh. So whatever that looks like, you got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You heard the name. Figure it out, hoes. Honestly, it's, it's just really what it is. Um, and that's how life is. You, you get an obstacle and you overcome it somehow. And then you remind yourself that, wow, you've been through a lot so far. You've overcome things. And sometimes we're doing well and we don't realize it. I would say, like, I don't feel like I always give enough in my own job, my own career, but. I get nominated for awards and people are like, you're so great. And I'm like, what? What's going on? Because I thought this was the worst month of my whole life. So sometimes but you got some, 
yeah, you that so you got to step out of uh, step step out of your head there and like realize that the grass can be green on the other side. You just gotta like breathe and weather the moment uh, through the storm. So I think this is a good moment to ask because it's Thanksgiving this week and we're being grateful. Let's you know what's the rose and the thorn of this year. Um, I think is a great question to ask. What are you grateful for? And what is one thing that really, you know, the thorn out of the year, what really got you down? First off, I want to say that as you get older, time just flies by. I felt like 2020 yes. just happened. Like 2020, like to me, is like so fresh. I feel like it just happened. And we're technically about, we're a few weeks to be done from 2021. Three years from it. Which is yeah. crazy. I'm like, no, we just started this yeah. year. It's so scary. So, so scary. it is already a, a phenomenon um i am probably the most grateful for i would just say drag this year i i would honestly say that just because this was the first year that new parents really like existed for a full year you know what i mean and we have done so much from hosting a 17-week virtual show in the beginning of the year to hosting glow-ups to attending events in person to meetups to TikTok and Instagram fame and notoriety to meeting some of my idols and having them follow me to getting campaigns and people paying us for our, for our content has been truly humbling and I, I always joke about, of course about being a drag queen in the city but like I know that a lot of queens a lot of artists don't get the opportunities that I get uh, and so I realize how fortunate I am and I really don't take anything for granted so from being nominated for DC's best visual artist or to just be included in conversations around drag not only just in DC but from people around the world has just been so gratifying and and it just makes me feel like I can do so much more. Okay. And your thorn? Um, definitely drag. <laughs> <laughs> that could be true. It's a rose. It's all part of what you're Girl, doing. it has been so much. I don't really know what the thorn is. The thorn, honestly, my biggest thorn has been the way the world, first world country, specifically America has treated the pandemic and how we've all had to suffer through so many changes every few months because of it. That I think just mm -hmm. having to go back to work and not working from home has was my thorn. <laughs> Definitely my 13th reason. <laughs> no. Oh <my> <laughs> Um, so I guess my rose would definitely be uh, how validating this whole experience with this podcast has been, you know, for a long time. We were releasing content for two years, y'all, um, and no one was watching, no one was listening, uh, and we were relying on true delusion to keep recording and hope and faith. <laughs> and, um, and finally, things are becoming together. My therapist told me, uh, it finally feels validating. All this is validating. And uh, all these hours are finally seeing some rewards, and I get to reap them. Yes. And I'm seeing my I'm seeing my parents like respect the fact that I took time and not worked forty hours like they wanted me to, and seeing how like I've lived every day to what I assume the fullest. I respect my energy levels. I respect that I'm a Leo that is lazy, uh, and I used to get down on myself for being that. But I also am so I realized. 
stepping outside of myself a little bit, how exciting my life has been, how while I've, you know, had limitations, whether it be weight, um, you know, so many things, insecurities, poverty, you know, you call it, you name it, honey, I, I, I'll talk about it. But I think through it all, I've realized how fortunate I am to have friends, to not feel lonely, and to find happiness in just joy and the peace and the realness of everything. And I think that's what I'll always be fortunate of. I think my thorn is definitely, I guess it's the same thing for you. I like, while this has been so validating, rewarding, sometimes I do feel isolated because it's exposed me to a lot of re truth realities that how many people do just like to cop chase? How many people yeah. do like to just, um, how people, how people like to just like, how, what people really think about you, honestly. Well, like sometimes I realized that was really true. Like people will go from like loving you to immediately see it. Like once you, they feel like you've outdone them, it just turns, they turn a page. And so I think Ain't that's that the truth, girl. And so I really, I really want everyone at home to look at, I mean, what we just did is pretty much what we hope everyone's doing is like, look at, look at, look at all sides of the perspective. While things are maybe shitty, there's probably something in that shit that you just dust it off, honey, and it's gonna, it's, it's that silver lining. Um, you definitely always so, just think of Hamilton, you know, look around how lucky we are yeah, to be alive right now. And while we, yeah, while America sucks, uh, and we're not lucky to be here per se, for international winners, just be glad that you're not here. You know? I mean, I just think everything is everywhere, anytime, any place. Being a human honey, is just a struggle. And as we step into 2022, uh, this message goes out to any potential sponsor. We are definitely taking sponsors right now. <laughs> um, we have been reached out to a couple of sponsors, um, some not matching our kind of messaging. So we want everyone to know that we're not just going to be selling things that we don't believe in or we're not using ourselves, uh, but we are looking for sponsors. So if anyone wants to sponsor us in the coming year, you know where to hit us up, podcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to check out more Connors bonus contest past these episodes, check us out at Wait Don't Do It Podcast on TikTok and Wait Don't Do It Podcast on IG. Nunu, where they can find you. They can find me on Twitter at New Paris, TikTok at New Paris, Instagram at New Paris because I am the posting queen. Oh yeah, you finally posted yesterday. Yes, yes. I think posting was definitely one of my biggest obstacles. I think when you're depressed and sad, it was just so hard to find the motivation to like share your art. I always feel like my drag is my art and I do have a real strong connection to it. And I feel like I want to release it when I can also enjoy it. I mean, I think it's for me and some people do it for, you know, clout. Some people do drag um, to be able to interact with young white men. You know what I mean? Like I do oh. drag for me. <laughs> I was gonna post a video about this on TikTok, but now that we're talking about it on the podcast and time has passed, I think um, TikTok won't respond to it. However, can we talk about forty-year-old men? <laughs> Don't like finding it like good news for them that someone like Sean Mendez broke up with his straight woman girlfriend. Um, and somehow that fe they feel like that's an opening for them to fetish or sexualize him and like want to be with him when he, they're, it, when he's half his age. 
what, is it really that normal for men to really think that it's okay to date someone half their age, someone who was zero years old when you were 20 years old? Right. I think it's crazy that we're still in this, like, Ashley, Mary Kate kind of phase. You remember when Mary Kate and Ashley turned, like, 18? It was like, ooh, they were turning 18. And it was, like, really that gross. Is so and, that, and that's, like, what it gives. I'm like, let's just be clear. I, we, we need to give, and speaking of relationships, for us gay men, let me tell y'all motherfuckers something. If you are not providing anything in a relationship other than a store discount, I don't think, I think we should be focusing on skills, on things that are going to, you know, matter later on in the years. I think we should be focused on building ourselves and our worth outside of looks, outside of parties, outside of who let you do cocaine in their bathroom. You know what I mean? Um, oof, that is just direct hit. I hope that person at home does not feel that pain. That you That's not direct hit. That can hit. That can hit a lot of these girls. Honestly speaking, it can hit a lot of you all. It's just not you all. Okay, our listeners are not those people that would be doing that. First of all, I know for a fact. Um, right, girl. I got a lot right. of people telling us. I got a lot of people telling us how much they love the podcast, find the realness, and see that they also agree that these are things that are out there. Like we, we really need to start putting. The water back in our cup we have the power to say no to these fuck boys we have the power to say no to people that don't see us and use us for clout period if you keep exposing you to to these lonely feelings it's never going to fulfill you and we yeah, want you are absolutely more valid than any male attention okay any person's attention but specifically the male the male gaze but where can they find messy messy rapi at I wait to do a podcast on um, <laughs> uh, uh, clear. I told you we are keeping it there. Well, I wish you a happy and safe uh, holiday break. I know this episode came out right after Thanksgiving, but it's Black Friday or whatever. And I know y'all are going to be shopping and making people work at Walmart for no reason. But um, go off. Oh my god, my second year in a row where I won't be going to Mount Airy's Walmart sale. Oh my god, Black Friday is not only fun in the South where you know there's like big stores. It is so fun in the South. <laughs> it is, I want y'all to know. I'm glad you said that because that's a guilty pleasure and I want to open up about this. Going to Walmart in the South on Black Friday, I don't give a fuck if I'm getting nothing. I will expose myself to COVID and racism to see these people attack, <laughs> attack. For the same TV they got last year. Yeah, because now Johnny wants one in his room. It's always the same calculations. People like really organize very meticulously. But the DVDs, I wonder if DVDs are still being sold like that. Remember like Blu-rays were always like $3. Oh, God. Yeah, what is, I just wonder why we would keep doing in-store Black Fridays. But back in the day, Black Fridays used to be so fun. We would be like, no. wait, not go to bed on Thanksgiving. Just go out at 2 a.m. to these sales and be like, I'm up all night. I'm doing these random sales in the middle of the night. For what reason? No reason, just to have fun with everyone and fight. To be clear, I got fired on Black Friday from Walmart when I worked there. Um, and it was a wild, wild ride. Terrible. I worked 14 hours. And by the end of the day, I yelled at a white woman because she was telling me I gave her her change wrong. Um, and and so, And I probably did. And <laughs> yeah. I, I really didn't give a fuck. Um, yeah, this was, that was probably the worst of everything. But going as like a person just to watch and like people watch is so entertaining. But Thanksgiving is right around the corner. I hope y'all eat plenty of turkey. Stuffing oh, wow. is my favorite with y'all. Uh, and 
again, hit us up on Wait Don't Do It Podcast if you want any questions about the podcast, requests on episodes, or if you think you have an interesting perspective we need to share. We love you, you all. Bye. Bye, Nino. Bye, Mimi.